the fantasy already happened. And if it hasn't <laughs> happened yet, you really like you're, you're moving too slow. <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, and I'm uh, enjoying your fun outfit. And it is do. very fun. I have a faint rainbow bright vibe going on today. Let's say heavy. I'm missing a few shades of the rainbow, but close enough. That's good stuff. So we're on to the grand finale of Bachelor in Paradise. How did you enjoy your first ever beginning to end season? Ah. <sighs> Um, uh, <laughs> are you trying to think of something polite to I'm say? Trying, trying to word this right. Now, look, it was the most slightly above average of times and the worst of times. To quote Dickens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So at best, slightly above average. Yeah, but that, that's not fair. There were times where I was fully entertained, but they were few and far between. But overall, I will say that I was, on average, slightly more entertained during Bachelor in Paradise than I was during um, the most recent Bachelorette season. And when you say the most recent one, you also mean the only one you've ever watched beginning to end. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Okay, well, that's not a bad review no, coming from no. you, actually. No, it's, it's actually decent. It's like the diner near us that closed, the three-star diner. yeah. I always laugh. It's obviously it's an old diner. Yeah. But when they opened, three stars was that was it. That was as good as you get. Yeah. Now it just seems like it's like, eh, this is an okay diner. Yeah. I'm not gonna now be three good. stars. If something had three stars on Yelp, we wouldn't go. We would not go. Yeah. But they were proudly like just we are the three star diner. So the connection is the connection is that this is a, this is at best a three star. But but there was a time when you know three stars was good. <laughs> this is my point. Okay. Do you feel ready to get recapping? Uh, I'm very ready. Finales are always tricky to recap because, you know, when couples are together now, it's like how much do we want to talk about the little ins and outs of whatever fight or moment they had on the show? But we'll do our best. Mm -hmm. Okay, so episode 11, the finale. We pick up with very serious, ominous, tragic music playing while at the 80s prom, everyone's canoodling and kicking balloons around. It's amazing what music can do to a scene. It really is. It's so powerful. Lots of Frankenbitten voiceovers Mm -hmm. here of people talking about the tension in the air regarding, of course, Abigail and Noah. People haven't seen Abigail and Noah for a while. This is all voiceovers. We don't see it coming out of people's mouths. So I personally am not sure I believe that people really noticed at the time. My favorite was Becca. Literally, while her feet are on top of Thomas's and they're dancing side to side, Mm -hmm. which is very cute. I remember doing that at a dance before. We hear Becca talking about the static in the air before a storm. Yeah, it was a nice dichotomy of voiceover and actual footage. Yes. So regarding Abigail and Noah, Abigail emerges now from the bathroom and Noah asks to finish chatting and he puts his arm around her and she flicks it off. (laughs) He says he was not trying to blindside her and she reveals she was coming there tonight to tell him she was falling in love with him. (laughs) (laughs) His expression doesn't change at this at all. There's a lot of no expression changings between the two of them. Right? Between both of them. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you that I don't understand this relationship from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Don't get it. I never have. I didn't believe in it at the beginning. And it was on, then it was off, then it was on, then it was off. And now it's on, apparently. Yeah. But I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know if I believe it. Now, I don't blame you, honestly. I, from the beginning with this relationship, have always found it a little like... We we're missing a great deal of Something, crucial yes. footage that shows what makes them yes. work nicely. Agreed. Like we hear them referencing having so much fun together, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like we see them having that much fun together. Yeah, agreed. Instead, we see these conversations that feel sort of stilted and heavily edited. I got to be honest, except for maybe one, I don't remember exactly, but except for one, maybe one clip, I feel like every conversation I've seen between them is either awkward or strained in some form. <laughs> yeah, and I that could be as much about edit as it is about it them. It may be the edit. Yeah. But either way, I don't get it, but as you were, continue. <laughs> as you were. Please. 
So she says she felt he was the one pushing her to open up and that he's allowed to feel how he feels. But if he knew he was feeling this way, he should not have told her the day before that he was falling in love with her. This is true. It is true. I don't think there's any arguing with that. Nope. And Noah says, at the end of the day, I wasn't your person. You shouldn't hold that against yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Good stuff. Because I think Noah's a smart guy and his responses are generally appropriate. In moments, I'm going to assume this was weird editing because it was such a strange thing to say. Listen, I I told you I love you yesterday, (laughs) but I don't really want to be with you anymore. But don't blame yourself. (laughs) Okay, don't be hard on yourself. Thank you. Goodbye. So she says she doesn't want to do this anymore. He asks if they want to say their goodbyes and they stand and hug and he whispers, I'm sorry. Mm, That's Mm. nice, I guess. So on his car ride out. He says he does not regret sticking with Abigail the whole time and he did everything he could to make it work and he's leaving with no regrets. And he says, I don't recall ever one time lying to her. That's always, it's always good when you go out of your way to talk about not lying. Like that's your lead. <laughs> well, she did say you lied <laughs> no, to me. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you were a tough sell on that. <laughs> Yeah, whatever you said. <laughs> Again, with no one, I don't have any strong opinions. You could put, I'm like literally a rudderless, sailless <laughs> sailboat in the middle of a storm. Just push me this I way. I can tell. I feel like I, convin- I could convince you of anything about this relationship. Yeah. You'd be like, okay. I'm just, I'm just like, a, like literally like one of those like wacky inflatables. I was like, just blow me any way you want. I don't know what's going on with these two. I don't care. Oh, man. So he says that when he said he was falling in love with her, yeah. he indeed was. But he also said he was having doubts since the beginning. Mm. So I guess really the question is whether or not these two things can coexist. Do we believe they can? I mean, I guess you could be having doubts about someone but still fall in love with them. I, I have to admit, I committed a tremendous foul once in my life. I, when I had... had This is only one time. I've okay. only done this one time oh, in my life. Oh, it's going to be and bad. boy, I was this a mistake. Okay. I I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. You told a girl the L word when you... You felt it in the moment, but you didn't feel it outside of that moment. It was the dumbest thing. And you learn very fast from these mistakes. I was in my 20s. Yeah. And we had had some drinks and I was feeling great. We were dancing the night away. And I don't know where it came from, what quadrant of my body, (laughs) but out of my mouth. I I don't remember. It was either I think I'm falling in love with you or I love you. Okay. Either way, she was very happy about it. And at the moment, I felt good about it. Mm-hmm. And then like the next day, I was like, why did you do that? Yeah. And I learned, to, to make a long story short, I don't want to get into the gory details, but I learned the hard way. You do not say that mm-hmm. unless you are absolutely sure mm. and at least willing to do a three-month trial. <laughs> like, that's what you got to do. Yeah. I feel like, you know, someone in the comments last week said something I thought was really accurate. And she was like, you know, there was a lot of analysis about Noah and Abigail in the comments last week, obviously. And then finally she was like, you know, it's two kids in their 20s figuring stuff out. Yeah. And it's like... This is so true. On television. On television. It's a lot of pressure. Can you imagine if you did that on television? Oh, dear. People would hate you. They would. (laughs) They would come for you. They would. Yeah. So... And what would I say? I'm just stupid. I'm a stupid guy in my 20s. Yeah. Just trying things out. Yeah. And Noah's not even stupid. He's not. No. It's tough to be on TV. It is. So yeah, I guess in a way, maybe they can coexist. You can, in the moment, feel like you really are falling in love with someone. The mistake is saying it. I will say this. If you're on television. Be careful. Be careful. Like be extra, extra, extra careful. Yeah. You can... Go to the fan. You can go to the boom, boom room. Yeah. You can like say things are great. I'm having a great time with you. But if you drop the L word, you better think it real hard. Yep. 10 million people are watching you drop that L word. Yep. Be careful. So Noah says it didn't work out, but it's still a chapter. And I wrote, yep, <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. nothing more to really say about that. So Abigail now with the girls, she tells them, I feel like he knew all along, but he didn't want to be the one to break it off. Mari says that Noah dumped her and bounced. They seem to be focusing on the fact that Noah should have returned and faced everyone and said bye. And I don't stuff. see that. I don't understand. They're all. They all felt like they were slighted by him in his in his remorse going home by himself. Yeah, I'm kind of torn. In some ways, I feel like Noah made some mistakes, obviously, but he wasn't a shitty guy. No, 
I don't think it's so. It's a little more complicated than that, I think. I, I agree. But I also get, you know, it's a chorus of women. They're supporting each other. One of them's crying. She feels her heart was broken. You're going to say this stuff. It's, I, it's natural, I suppose. So Abigail leaves now. And Serena has a hard cry over this. Yeah, Their friendship hard. is very cute. Mm-hmm. Abigail says in the car, she thinks Noah is using his gut feelings as an excuse. And that he never gave her any indication that anything was wrong. And she says, I really thought we were going to leave together. Part of me wonders if there was any pressure on Noah to end this from production. Why? Well, you get the feeling in these finales that they need something to happen. They can't just have all these couples just leave together and date. You notice how none of them just left together was all like break up or get engaged. Uh It's like more extreme than that. You know, everything's just so amped up. It's not, you're not allowed to just go off and date. Right, right. That's too... Low stakes, you know what I mean? Interesting. You need to get breakup scenes. And I think my theory is supported by the fact that two of these couples are now dating in real life. Oh, that's that's really interesting. So you think that they kind of had a pact? They were like, well, we'll do something after this, but no, let's just... I don't think it was quite as calculated. I just wonder if, you know, in, a, in an ITM or with a producer, Noah's main producer is like, you know, if you don't really see this going anywhere, you owe it to Abigail to end it. Are you really going to make this work? Are you oh, really going to do long distance? So maybe they put so much pressure on them and they're already super stressed because they're on television that they're just like, okay, I'll do that. And then we'll reconnect after the show. Somehow. I don't even know if they come at it from this plotted out, we'll come together afterwards standpoint. It's more like they plant a seed of doubt that this could ever work. No, I'm saying then, that in his mind, I'm not saying Noah contracted with Abigail to get together after yeah. the show. I'm saying in his mind, he was like, I'll figure this out after the show, but I don't want to be the guy who like has to have some weird breakup, like right when I'm supposed to get engaged to her or be pressured to get yeah. engaged to her. Well, and that's the thing. By sticking around, can you imagine the pressure to get engaged? That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's like you have this limited window to get to the exit yeah. at the last two episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. It's like it's the, the, the clock is ticking, the door <laughs> is slowly closing, yeah. and you better sneak out before... Yeah, he, he got on his side and rolled through before the door shut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And his, like, his hat, like, like Raiders had lost Well, it. it's also true because unlike Thomas and Becca, who we never saw anything close to the L word between them, we really just saw nothing between them at all. But between Abigail and Noah, had he not ended it and had she said, I'm falling in love with you too, you can see how there would have been pressure for a proposal, even mm-hmm. though it would be so premature. Yes, Anyway. Agreed. You got to get out. The sun's rising. The vampire (laughs) needs to get in his coffin. Yes. Anyway, it seems that they are dating again today. Sure does. Even though it seems Abigail's embroiled in some sort of drama with Claire and Dale. I told you a bit about this the other day. Oh, dear. I don't know how much I buy it. (sighs) (laughs) (sighs) That is so the appropriate response. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it with your groan. Mm -hmm. I think that sums it up. (laughs) Okay, so now Mari briefs everyone at the prom about what happened, and everyone is shocked, distraught. And the music basically makes it sound like it's the end of the world. Is it me or maybe... I mean, you were on the show, you know. I mean, I know you were upset when a couple of your friends left, but does it seem like there's pressure on the rest of the cast to be extra sad when someone they're, like, friends with? Is broken up with and leaves. You know what? I know what you mean. I think you're bringing up a good point. At this point, they're leaving. Oh, you're proud of yourself. I'm very proud of myself, yeah. <laughs> well, at this point, they know it's the end or nearing the end. Yeah. They have one more rose ceremony and then it's the end. They know it's coming to a close. Right. I think it's just they're all so emotional. It's such an emotional mm-hmm. pressure cooker. There's so much pressure to talk about your feelings all the time and and categorize where your relationship is at versus other people's are you ready for an engagement and i think it just sort of gets to you i'm getting stressed out i know right so the next day everyone is looking all pensive and worried some more and joe says they have pretty much three options from here on out get engaged leave together or break up or battle by fire So we have our fifth rose ceremony now. Wells arrives and asks what's up. And of course, they all take the bait Mm. and mention Abigail and Noah as an eye opener, Mm. that things are getting serious. And this, I I have beef here. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe all the editing slash worriedness that's being shown. I don't believe that just because someone broke up with somebody <laughs> that the strong couples are suddenly like, oh, this is not going to work. Yeah. I, I don't mean, buy it. 
I don't either. Like if you're at a, <laughs> like like if you're at a party and you're in, like you know you're with a person that you really feel like you're like this is solid. Yeah. We know what's happening here. We're mm-hmm. we're good. And there's like two people at the party. You get into a huge fight and like one leaves drunkenly without the other one. You're not like. Oh, I'm worried that that's going to happen to us. I get it that they're on this thing where there's all these like these contrived steps to to the end and the engagement and all that stuff. But it doesn't it doesn't add up that just because A equals B that C should equal D. Okay, I agree with you for the most part. I just think that in this environment, when there is such an obvious gain to just staying on the show and the way to stay on the show is to be with another person, there is true incentive to leading someone on and pretending to be more invested than you are. And there's nothing really to gain from here on out. By getting engaged or by leaving together, you're not getting any more airtime. Right. Especially now that there isn't an after the final rose or Mm. live special. So... You can see how maybe someone's like, I hope I haven't been being played, basically. I just feel like the, either the edit or is is insulting the intelligence of the strong couples left or the strong couples themselves are trying to create drama to make it seem like there's drama. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I just they're don't also get being, it. You have to remember they're being prompted at every turn by a producer who's like, are you worried what happened to right. Abigail might happen to you? Like she thought she and Noah were a sure thing. They were saying the L word to each other. May, you know, how secure do you feel? Right. I think there's, you know, there's always the puppeteers. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Ways. You have to create drama. Otherwise, who wants a happy ending that goes for the whole show? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, it's going to end happy. It's going to end happy. And it ended happy. Basically, we're thinking about this far too logically. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. Let it be. It's Let fine. It be. I accept. So Wells now announces that he is canceling the cocktail party. We cheered at this. <laughs> I have to admit, when I heard it was another rose ceremony, I was like, "Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know if I have another cocktail party in me." You said you couldn't. You couldn't handle it. Yeah, and then they went to break down. Yeah, I was so happy. It's a relief. So they gather now for the rose ceremony, and Mm -hmm. Wells says, "Time is running out in paradise, and the stakes could not be higher." It couldn't. There's never been higher stakes ever. First of all. I think Wells has a very good chance of being crowned the next Bachelor host, Mm -hmm. like permanent host. Yep. But I do think they would have to replace him as bartender in order to do this. I couldn't agree with you more. What I what I thought about Wells as the host yeah. is that you can't play two roles yes, on the same I, show. I agree. You and can't I be the friend yeah. and the funny bartender guy yeah, and, and suddenly the be the Chris Harrison, yes. like cold, like this, I yeah. am the, the man in the sky. Yeah, and like, the way he was with scripted. Ivan. Yeah, like with Ivan, like, do you understand the gravity of the situation? Right. He's, he's, like play- this, yeah. he's playing Chris Harrison. And but well. also, <laughs> yeah, oh, he's doing a good Chris Harrison, yeah. but he's also Wells, yes. the bartender guy who's like, hey, pal, don't worry about it. Here's yeah. a joke and a drink. Yeah. It doesn't jive. Yeah. He's got to get fired from his bartending job. Yeah. Which is a good upgrade to become the host of the show. I I felt like you were just on the verge of doing piano man lyrics. You're like, he's quick with a joke or a light of your smoke. A light of your smoke, yes. (laughs) I knew there was was something there. Thank you. But yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think that he's... Oh, sorry. I was just going to keep humming. No, it's a good song. Uh, It'll never go out of style. Oh, it is good. No but one doesn't like that. Do you know I, anyone who doesn't like that song? No I want to know. If any of you don't like that, tell me. I'm going to watch out for you. <laughs> so so but, Andy can come for you. Yeah. You're I'm not, not coming a- for you, but I, I want to stay away. <laughs> I you worry about you. think it suggests a sort of lunacy to not it's like complete, Billy Joel's Piano Man? It's a complete lunacy. Yeah. I feel it like, like it might be that you're a humanoid. You've been <laughs> planted on Earth to, to do bad things. <laughs> So I completely agree. You can't be both the friend and the serious host. But I mean, if anyone can, it's Wells. And so now we have our rose ceremony. Joe gives his rose to Serena, Riley to Marissa, Kenny to Mari, Thomas to Becca. Let me know if you have any cha-chings coming. James to Anna. Cha-ching. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Aaron to Tia. Cha-ching. He manages to make a little eye contact while he does this, A little bit. Yeah, I saw a couple moments. And Ed to McKenna. Cha-ching. Yes. And going home, we have Chelsea and Natasha. Yeah. This made me sad. sad, I was bummed about this. And look, I don't think Chelsea was entirely innocent in the entire Ivan Aaron thing. Uh, Agreed. But I really like Chelsea, and so... And Natasha, I mean, Natasha just... As she said, it always feels like she she got the short end of the stick. She's right. I have to say, though, in terms of Bachelor Nation as a whole, I do not think Natasha has gotten the short end of the stick. 
Oh, well, I mean, as they said, she has almost half a million Instagram followers now. Well, she, yeah. That's I a mean, very long, short stick. <laughs> I mean, before this season of Paradise ever even happened, she didn't even make it to Final Four on Peter's season and became a host of the Clickbait podcast, mm. like one of Bachelor Nation's big podcasts, along with Hannah Ann and Grocery Joe. Like, I think that she sort of was elevated to Bachelor Nation royalty without as many credentials as some other people. So while I do agree that within this sphere, she has gotten the short end of the stick over and over and over again, in the grand scheme of things, I think she's coming out sitting pretty pretty. Oh yeah, she did not get love, but she got she got some some of the <laughs> some of that sweet sweet dough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. This was indicating that, dough to me. Yeah, I don't know what that was. That looked kind of dirty, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, agreed. Agreed on all fronts. Yeah, that's sweet sweet coin. Well, I guess what I'm saying is Natasha had some rough times, but I think she's going to be okay. Oh, I am. I'm not worried. <laughs> So the next day, everyone discusses their predictions for the day, and Wells now arrives to tell them he has an announcement. He says, today, you're going to make some decisions that are going to change your lives forever. Forever and ever. So Dean and Kaylin arrive. I feel like you vaguely know who these two are, but not really. I just know that Dean got a mustache. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, suffice to say, they are, they're kind of bachelor royalty, and yeah. they met on Paradise. And they, by the way, they left together partway through the season. They did not get engaged on the show. Oh, but they're happily together now. They're happily together now. So they announced that there are overnight dates with the fantasy suites and encourages the contestants to have the hard conversations. To be honest, while I have no issue with Dean and Kaylin, I have no idea why they're there. I don't think they do either. Yeah. Yeah, they were kind of just like reading, I guess, acting, not acting, acting. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it felt. It felt yeah. a little scripted, actually. It was extremely scripted, but they were, I think, trying to make it seem like they weren't acting, but also acting that they weren't acting the acting thing that they were acting. It looked like they were doing what they had to do to get a trip to Mexico. Correct. Yes. And so now the men and women break off to discuss. Mm-hmm. Kenny and Mari go first, and Kenny sits down with her and says, my only concern is that you're 25, mm. and I want to make sure you are 1,000% ready for whatever may Acceptable. come. Acceptable. Acceptable. With Fantasy Suite being tonight, I think that is the next step to sort of solidify what is going to happen after we leave Paradise. I got to say, and he does this again later, I love that he addresses the ages. Me too. Yes, but we'll, we'll talk a bit on that after. She does say here that she's always wanted to get married young. And the main thing I want to talk about here is all the discussion around the fantasy suite being some big deal. As if uh, they haven't boned a yeah, hundred yeah. times already. Thank you. <laughs> what is the, so the fantasy suite is basically like a boom boom room upgrade. Like you're at the hotel and they're like, yeah, the boom boom room is not exactly what, you know, on the, on the website. It, it looked a little nicer. Like, okay, sir. <laughs> We understand. We will we will upgrade you to the fantasy suite. I feel like this is a callback to White Lotus. Oh, yeah. You know where the guy complains about the suite oh, that they're in? <laughs> That's right. It doesn't have the ocean yeah, view. Yeah. But no, it's so true. It's at the point where I feel like the term fantasy suite is a it's euphemism for having time without cameras. Because That's in the boom boom room, there is a hidden camera. They should change it to the privacy room. The privacy room. Yeah. Privacy time. It's the fantasy already happened. And if it hasn't <laughs> happened yet, you really like you're, you're moving too slow. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny how they keep talking about the fantasy suite as this yeah. big thing. Like but. what is the boom boom room? Like like an outhouse? There's like roaches walking around? Like what's the what's the big difference between the boom boom room and the fantasy suite? Is, is, is the boom room like really crappy? I was actually about to say it's probably air conditioning, but then I remembered that the only place in Paradise that does have air conditioning is the boom boom room. So basically it's a nicer boom boom room without cameras. Yes. Okay. Fair well, enough. without cameras. It's basically cameras until you're about to take your clothes off. Yes, it's like basically everything about porn except the porn. <laughs> everything about porn except the porn? Yeah, it's like the lead up to the porn, <laughs> porn, without porn. It's true. It's the porn music before the bass kicks in. <laughs> okay. For those of you who are, you know, not that I'm so familiar with porn music, but, but the you bass know what is, I'm talking the about. The bass is an integral part. 
Yes. The base kicks in when things start getting nasty. When clothes come off. Right. Before that, it's kind of sometimes it's like sort of um, very light, like synthesizer, yeah. and maybe a little bit of um, a flute here and there. Uh-huh. Not sure about the flute, but, you know, it's, it's light. So Becca now talks to the women, and mm-hmm. she says Thomas is great, everything's lovely, but she has told him before she needs more humanity mm-hmm. and realness from him. And Thomas now comes to fetch her. He has a big smile on his face and he's taking big strides. He looks very happy. (laughs) And he takes her to a day bed and tells her how good he feels about her and their relationship. And then Becca responds with a bullshit sandwich. An open-faced bullshit sandwich. An open-faced bullshit. Yes, there's no other piece of bread on this sandwich. She starts with the first piece of bread, or the only piece of bread, which is that he's so wonderful, he's supportive, and she didn't expect this, but she says she thinks he's too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And she can't leave there with someone she doesn't truly know. Ah, Okay, Mm. so Thomas says, we're calling off a potential life because things are too good. (laughs) It's a good response. It is a good response. And as he begins to get upset, she says, there's something that's missing. I feel like I see a part of Thomas, but I don't see all of Thomas. Now, Thomas cries. <sighs> I got to say, if Becca and Thomas didn't end up together or they weren't dating today, I'd be very upset with Becca right now for I making am, our I, Thomas cry. I, I totally agree. I'm very protective of Thomas. Yes. I, was feeling, I was feeling some real ire towards it, Becca. Yeah. Yes. That said, I do feel like Becca's perspective on this has a ton more weight than a lot of people because she's wound up engaged twice from Mm -hmm. her various other seasons. Yeah. So you can see how you you wouldn't be like, yeah, we'll go into this other public relationship so lightly. She's been burnt. She She has. Yes. I give her that. (laughs) So he cries and says the only way he can show her who he is is to trust her decision. And he gets up to leave. Can I just say, okay, just keep going. I'm not going <laughs> to interrupt. I, 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 you know what I'm going to say. Do I? But keep going. Okay, say it when I get to the end of this part. Yeah. Okay. So he leaves and then she runs after him. She goes, Thomas, Thomas. And then she hugs him and he cries, let me go. Okay, can I just say, okay, okay, you can, can make say. fun all you want. No, I'm not making fun. I actually think that if you're, if you're not there to change your mind, don't run after someone. Thank you. I was just going to say that everything, this terrible person, Thomas, yeah, everything he does is right. <laughs> he literally, he got up from that conversation like a gentleman, was yeah. like, I get what you're saying. I read it and I'm, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I respect your opinion. He walks out. She runs after him to try to do whatever. I don't know what the point of that was. Maybe it was producer induced. But what does he do? He says, no, let me go. Yes. Everything he does is that- right. And then what does he do? Go ahead. What do you mean? He keeps going. He keeps going with the good things. <laughs> what you mean his completely silent car ride? No words in the car. Yeah. He doesn't give it to them. Mm-hmm. They don't deserve it. He looked it. pissed off. He was pissed and he didn't give them what they wanted, which was some cry last speech. Yeah. No. He said, no. I left. I'm pissed. <laughs> You're not getting anything. So good for him. In her car ride, Becca says, it sucks that I'm now seeing a different side to Thomas that I've been wanting to see the entire time. That moment where he said, just leave here with me. Just have faith in us. She said, I've never heard that from a guy before. I didn't even hear it from the last two guys I was engaged to. Mm. She's wow. having a little regret. Sure is. Luckily. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> there's the real world. Yes. And, and things are honky dory in the yeah, real world. Apparently this had no bearing on whether or not they could actually work in the real world. And they are dating together. Yeah. I got to say, once again, I smell producers. Me too. Look. Becca is the host of their prized podcast. She's a prized Bachelor Nation person. Mm -hmm. And with good reason. I have nothing bad to say about Becca. But I can't help but wonder if they were like, "Eh, if you don't see this going anywhere, you know, you've wound up engaged twice. Like, do you really think this is going to work? End it. Yeah. Okay. No, I, (laughs) I, I completely agree. I think that she's on the payroll. Yeah. And I, and I also want to close the book now officially on Thomas and we can all agree that everyone was wrong about him. <laughs> Are you this cashing is, in your I told you I so? Am, I am right now. I just wanted to make it clear because I was about to forget. I am cashing in one I told you so. Look at the camera. Tell I the am shanties. cashing in the Thomas I told you so. I called it from the beginning. Everyone was wrong except the people who love Thomas, which is quite a few of you. He's a good guy. You were wrong. 
Especially you, Aaron. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, they're friends now, so. Even Aaron's friends yep. with him. That's a good Paradise Redemption story. Yeah. Satisfying. Especially yep. for us. Mm-hmm. I love how we're making Thomas's redemption story about us. It's not about Thomas. For you, don't look at Thomas. It's me. Yeah. We love you, Thomas. <laughs> okay. So the men now continue to chat. I feel bad for everyone that they have to keep talking about. Like, they have to talk about this a lot. You can tell they're like, yeah, tough conversations. Yeah. Oh, it's intense. Yeah. You know, they're just over it. They're over it. So now Ed and McKenna talk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Already laughing. He says, if you want to try, I'd be willing to see what happens. Now, if that's not romantic, I don't know what is. I mean, she was swept off her feet. She had to resist the temptation. Obviously, I don't think this was ever going to work based on her response. But come on. If you do want to see if it works, don't say, if you want to try, I'm willing to see what happens. I'm willing. Yeah. I'm willing. Yeah. I'm Ed. That's what I do. (laughs) I'm willing to do things. Speaking of the name Ed... Man, oh man, did you guys get passionate? Ed Damn. Harris, Ed Sheeran. Okay, look, I admit, Ed Sheeran, Ed Harris, Ed Koch, Ed Begley Jr. I'm not accepting Ed Sullivan what about Ed? or Ed McMahon. Oh, you're not accepting no, Ed Sullivan. No, but they're funny people. Uh, Doesn't count. We said that. But those are four. Does that count? Four? four? I think so. Those are four solid Eds. You're totally right. <laughs> And, and I got personal emails about this. I got DMs about this. Yeah. There was a lot of heated feelings about this head thing. Now, I, I just, to defend myself, I will say this. I, that was a very spur of the moment choice that I decided <laughs> to suggest there were never any famous heads in the history of the world. But I stand by that the name Ed, of the many famous people who have ever lived, serious people, Ed is definitely way at the bottom. <laughs> Okay, so give me that. Give me that. And also, I maintain, if his name was Edward, she might have taken him (laughs) up on that. So McKenna politely ends it here, or attempts to. With Ed. With Ed. Who knows what would have happened with Edward. Yep. Ed keeps trying as the bass guitar track starts up. Yeah, that's never... Good sign when porn music starts with your attempts to (laughs) get a girl back. And she, once again, tries to end it and says that she doesn't think she's his person. Mm. And Ed says, but I want the opportunity to leave here today and know we're going to make plans to see each other. It's just like, I feel it's a guy like a batting cage. It's like every, it's just like. Just keeps trying. (laughs) And she says, I think it's better if we go our separate ways. So she has to end this three times. And Mm -hmm. he still says, you're just going to bail on me now? Wow, he does not take no for an answer. No. And, and and it was such a sort of hard no. It wasn't like this was some sort of nuanced thing. She was just like, nah. I mean, it was made into a funny thing, but I was a bit like, yeah, dude, like she said no. But again, it was not, it was a hard no. Yeah. It was, there was no room for error no, there. No, she wasn't even, she was polite, but she wasn't like, oh, we'll see what happens. No, she, first of all, the girl has had a frown on her face for the last, like, <laughs> 17 real hours in Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. She clearly was not interested. Yeah. So the ladies are watching on and Serena says, I don't think this is a shock to anyone. And I thought it was funny because every single relationship you see is painted as this once in a lifetime soulmate connection Mm -hmm. until the finale, in which case all the cracks are shown. And apparently, even though they went on this rollerblading date and they were shown kissing with this momentous music, everyone knew that it was not going to go anywhere. Well, to be fair to McKenna, she said from the outset, she was like so uninterested (laughs) and she finds like, fine, I'll go on a date with you. It was a fun date. Of course, you can have a good time. Yeah. Ed on his way out announces to the guys, boys, I got dumped. So he takes it pretty well. I mean. So now James and Anna. Anna sits down with him and says she wants to see where it can go. And Andy, now you proceeded to laugh hysterically as James found his words. I, I got to say, uh, we love James. I really now. turned around on James. We've come around with James. What I like about James, and I'm slowly realizing, <laughs> is that he's always holding in a laugh. Yes. He's in on the joke. He's Seinfeld on Seinfeld. Like he's always yes. slightly smiling. 
He's always holding in a left. The yeah. whole time you saw him walking to that day bed with her. Yeah. And he you could see, <laughs> watch his face. He's holding in a left the whole time. So he knows this is so ridiculous. Yes. Like really, I clearly don't have anything with this girl. He keeps opening his mouth and then closing it again, trying to find his words here. And then finally politely says, we owe it to ourselves to not adjust our standard of what we're looking for. And Anna now says she feels like she was led on. <sighs> and he says that's the last thing he wanted to do and that he's sorry. Mm. And then they hug goodbye. And she leaves all tearfully. I got to say, did we really think this was going to go anywhere? I want to know. Did anyone think this was going? Did, did anyone think Shandies, this? Shandys, did you think this was yeah, going anywhere? I want to know. Yeah. Just a thumbs up or thumbs down. You can say James thumbs up, James thumb down. Not happening. It's not happening. No. James was there for the for the snacks for the bromance. and the bromance. Yeah. Anyway, nonetheless, Anna said that stung more than I thought it would. Hmm. And then she goes home. And now James returns to ask Aaron if he wants to leave and head back to San Diego together. Great. And Aaron's like, yeah. <laughs> and he sprints over to talk to Tia and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm heading. I, sit, I think you're really nice and, and great and all. He's like, I'll get your number. But that he's leaving with James. And Tia says, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> She's funny. The whole thing is in good humor. I think it's, it's clear yeah. from this that Tia completely didn't expect anything from Aaron. Yes. And Aaron knew that Tia didn't expect anything. Yeah. This was not some slight. No, like if they had a real laughing. love connection, this would have been like absolute like first degree murder. Yeah. But she knew and he knew. It was, yeah. no, it was all staged. This was funny. And I'm not making a joke about it, but you can't joke on a joke. No. This was a funny thing that happened. It was. I like She this. said, I hate you, but she was laughing the whole laughing. time. Laughing. And then James and Aaron, yeah. it's a funny thing. Cute. It's the first thing that I've liked Aaron involved in ever. <laughs> They head off in the sunset together as everyone cheers for them. Yeah. They share a car together and they agree that it's big facts mm -hmm. that they found best friends in each other. Yeah. And now Tia leaves as well. She drags her suitcase across the sand and now we're on to Riley and Marissa. Now we get serious. Mm -hmm. This starts out as a really weirdly edited conversation. They clearly want to lean into the fact that Riley is you know, pretending to be not sure, yeah. but he is playing this up because when he says he does want to go to the fantasy suite, she's like, Riley, why would you do that? They're cute. He's funny. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I don't blame him for I doing that. I feel like that's something you would think about doing. Yeah. Come on. And I would not. not like it. No. <laughs> uh, Serena and Joe, they talk, they point out the obstacles that have been thrown their way, but they agree it feels right. And, Serena in her ITM, she starts to cry here. She talks about how happy she is and how she's surprised and did not expect this. I think that's why they're one of the most popular love stories. You can tell that the ki they're the king and queen. They got yep. that last spot. Joe obviously is a longtime paradiser. Yeah. And producers love a couple that did not expect to get together. Came out of nowhere. Actually came out of nowhere. It would be very different if they had planned to meet each other. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. <laughs> they would have been humiliated. Mm-hmm. And now the final three couples talk to Kaylin and Dean, who tell them it's time for their fantasy suites. And oh. once again, why are they there? <laughs> I have no idea. For their amazing improv skills? <laughs> that was a joke. And, <laughs> and now we see any and all footage of them looking kind of stressed out or mm -hmm. concerned. And they head into their overnight dates. And now we get our word watch. Number one, Mari says, I feel confident, but, you know, still, still a little bit of nerves until the ring is on the finger. <laughs> They called me mad. They did call I you mad. I knew there'd be a finger. <laughs> I knew it. So now Serena and Joe are on their overnight, and she says, I've never been so scared in my entire life about getting my heart broken until you. Her okay. entire long <laughs> life. Andy said, she's 23. She might be 24 by now. Ooh. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Joe says he's spoken to many women since his breakup one and a half years ago, but he knew after his first conversation with Serena that he could fall in love with her. In general, they're super in love and cute. Mm -hmm. Kenny and Mari, he says meeting her has changed the course of his life. I believe him. And he says, I want to make sure you're in a place where you're ready to do all that. Mm -hmm. He says, there's a lot of life stuff that you haven't done yet that I have done. Okay, we have to talk about this for a second because I love that he addresses this. I felt I would have liked to have seen this a bit with, with Joe and Serena, mm -hmm. considering it's a similar age difference, not quite as big, but still... Yeah. You know, 25 and 40, there is a substantial age difference. And I just, I appreciated this. You know, it's not like anyone is owed that information, but I love how they showed him 
thinking about it and it being something that was giving him pause because it should be giving him yep. pause. Between 25 and 40, a lot can happen. Oh, yeah. A lot of experiences. And so just the acknowledgement of that went a long way for me, honestly. Absolutely. By the way, I, I really missed an opportunity early on in the season. I, I have, I'm now dubbing him young Johnny Knoxville. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I can see that. For the last few moments, he's going to be Johnny Knoxville. Okay. <laughs> in general, I really like them. Again, I'm, I'm cashing on. I told you so number two on this one. Yeah. This is it. I, I, I believe in them. I for do, For at least too. a year. And she assures him that she has found what she's looking for. And I do have to admit, she does seem older than 25 or more mature. Kenny says the L word isn't thrown around in his family at all, but he knows he loves her and he looks her dead in the eyes as he said this. I felt like he had come a long way in his ability to do this. He really has. And now Riley and Marissa, she says she wants to be engaged and that she sees the engagement as a reassurance thing. Mm. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) We'll, we'll We'll come around to that. She says that he's her person and... Riley, meanwhile, says the word engagement makes him nervous because, surprise, his yeah. mom hasn't even met her yet. <laughs> I love that he says this. Yeah. It breaks the fourth wall a bit. Riley like, is very real. He is. You know, there's all this pressure to get engaged, but hello. Yeah. My mom's also into Riley. Really? Yeah. She is? That's cute. Yeah, she likes Riley. Who else is she into? Just Riley. <laughs> really? Just Riley? That's it. That's the only one she's mentioned oh, recently. that's funny. Who did she like on Katie's season? Like uncomfortably into Justin. (laughs) So Riley tells her about a fantasy he's had since he was 21. Mm -hmm. And that is his Sunday morning. And he describes it to her. And it's all about quality time. Really lovely scene here. The scene he paints. And he tells her he looks at her and sees Sunday morning. And tells her that he loves her. Ugh. Now, Riley's stock just keeps going I up. I know. And now we get a montage of makeouts, hot tubs, whipped cream, bed throwdowns, tacos, and black boxes. <laughs> and Andy said, this would be so funny if we just cut to a hidden camera of them all fucking. <laughs> I mean, it does seem to be the only thing that's missing from this. Indeed. So the next morning... There's a lot of canoodling. Joe and Serena, they're just loving on each other. Kenny and Mari, she confesses to being nervous for the day. And Morris and Riley, she says, I want to get engaged. She's very straight up about this. And as he hugs her goodbye, he says, I'm going to think some more today. Which sends her into a downward spiral. She starts crying and says, Riley saying he's still unsure about her proposal makes me think he's unsure about me. Mm. She cries alone in the room and says, I want to be engaged. I don't want to go through all this for nothing. And I got to say, I really like Marissa, Mm. but come on. (sighs) For nothing? Like, what's the... This is not a game show. You can have a relationship and get engaged whenever you want. You don't have to get engaged. I mean, as she said earlier, for her, it's a reassurance thing. I mean... But, man, the only way for you to feel reassured is to have a ring on your finger? I mean, look, let's be honest... Riley and he's giving her plenty. He's giving her as much. And we know Riley's going to do it. We know yeah. Riley's going to put that ring well, on her even, finger. But here's the thing. Let's say he didn't. Does that mean that the relationship yeah, it's, it's means over. nothing? Like, she's yeah. not going to go through with it. Yeah. I, I just think she's, I don't know, a, several, a lot of people on the show end up like this. Yeah. But it's like, really? That's, you have to have a ring on your finger at the end of this silly show yeah. to believe this is real? That's why I think that the pressure cooker is getting to her. And I'm sure, I have no doubt that a producer's like, well... If he doesn't right, propose, what does that mean? You know, I'm sure her producer's not like, oh, don't worry about it. You can date in the real world. I think you're right. I think that what the show does to you is kind of brainwashes you into thinking that if you don't get an engagement, it's basically a breakup. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so maybe. Her reaction just felt kind of disproportionate. And that's why I think well, it's more of the other things and less about her actual mindset. I kind of agree. But Riley's giving her so much. He's giving her plenty. Oh, as much he as he said you can he do. loved her. He saw Sunday morning when he looked at her. Oh, come on. Everything. Yeah. He's told her everything. Yes. He's basically proposed to her already. Yes. It's just a formality to put a ring on her. Yes. Finger. Okay. So now it's proposal time. 
I always find proposals on Paradise funny because it's like an assembly line of proposals. (laughs) Number 67. Yeah. How special is any proposal really when they're back to back to back? But who am I to judge? It's always special when it's on TV, Charlotte. That's true. That's true. So Kenny and Mari go first. They both seem super nervous. They give each other heartfelt speeches. He's shaking. But finally says, I'm so fucking in love with you. And says that she's changed his outlook on life and cannot imagine his life without her. Mm-hmm. Kenny has grown on me so much. Oh, yeah. He gets down on one knee and says, oh, man, these old bones here. It's just great. He's just his stock has just risen so much. Yeah. I don't know. Something about him even referencing that. First of all, your bones are not the same at 40 as they are at 25. That's this for is sure. true. And I just love how even that felt like a reference to his concern about them. Does that make sense? Yes. And then he says, today I did what I've been wanting to do for the last couple of days. And I asked Mari to marry me. No. I like it. (laughs) I like it. They're cute. Okay, Morris and Riley is up. She gives him a beautiful speech and he says he loves her but needs to be sure, dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. And then says, with that said, and gets down on one knee. <laughs> he keeps messing with her. He loves this. <laughs> I love it. He asks if she'll marry him and she says, I do. <laughs> she did the wrong thing. They're cute. She, was at the, she thought she was at a different ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> and now Serena and Joe accept, dun, dun, dun. First, Kendall arrives. Oh, stop it. I wrote, I smell producers. You do? Do we really think Ken- it was Kendall's idea to All do this? All I know is I hope she got paid for that. She looked so uncomfortable and like she was doing it against her will. It seemed like her loved ones had like guns pointed at their heads. Totally. It felt like a hostage situation. Yes. I agree. That's what I was thinking. Yes, hostage. She, yes. She arrived and she was like... Yeah, she's like, I really like you. I hope you have a nice time. I'm very happy for you. Yep. She pauses, takes a deep breath, and he says, you're good. The way he said this said to me, I know you don't want to do this. Yeah. It's like... He knew exactly what was happening. Yes. And his annoyance was not at her. And the look, and and remember, the look on his face was not one of like, oh my God, why is Kendall here? Like, what's going on? He He was was like, like, ha ha, okay, let's get this (laughs) over But more annoyed. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, one yeah. last stab. Let's get it yeah. over with. The way he said you're good, you know, I've liked Joe for a long time, but this really, secu- like he cared about her in that moment and he knew she didn't want to be there and didn't want to be doing that and that she definitely had been convinced to do it. Yeah. And he's like, he was helping her along to do the thing that she had been Which coerced to do. Which is true love. He, it, he, he was with her. Yes. He was with her. He was in that moment on her side against yep. them. Yes. He was like, go ahead. Do, do yeah. your thing you do, have to do Do the to thing me. that they told you I'm, to do. I'm, I'm, I've it's got, okay. Yeah. You got this. Yes. I love that. It was a beautiful moment. Yeah. I hated it. Yes. But I love the way he handled it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they agreed it wasn't fate. It wasn't for a lack of love or for a lack of trying, blah, blah, blah. And she, basically, she gave the blessing. Mm. And his expression afterwards, he looks annoyed. But what I really, I love that production was like, let's let's make take the blame yeah, yeah. off us and yeah, make yeah. it look like he's oh, yeah. thinking twice about proposing to Serena. Like, we know oh. he's pissed at you. Yeah. I honestly thought he was walking on the beach to get to some producer and be like, you motherfucker. It's very possible he but, was, and that part was cut. Yeah. And instead, they make it seem like he's like, oh, maybe I should go back with Kendall. Like, and who yeah, fell yeah, for yeah, that? Yeah. Who fell for that? Well, we get this dialogue from Mari and Kenny and Mari's like what if Kendall put all this doubt in his head and they really did you're right they made it seem like he was having second thoughts but it's so clear that he was mad at the show he went off the set you notice that yes he got out of the entire proposal scene and off to the beach he was just sort of like oh he needed to recollect he needed to literally say okay I don't want to propose to Serena pissed off yeah let me take walk it off let me shake this anger off and go back. What a dick move it was for them to do that and to so him. And so transparent and lame. Trans- who was entertained by that? And who for a second believed that that was Kendall's idea? No one. She was dragging her feet. But not only that, but the objective to make it seem like there would be doubt in, yes. in Joe's mind was such a fail. Oh. Like no one bought that. Yeah, it was Nobody. terrible. Terrible. If anyone bought it. I, I, you're too gullible. Honestly, yeah. who could believe that it was like, oh, Kendall, she wants him back. Yeah, it's the same percentage of people who thought James was an actual district attorney. <laughs> believe, fell for that shit. Oh, uh, I feel for them. I feel for both of them. Yeah. So now Serena finally does arrive. And she says, there was a time in my life when I was really cynical about love. 
pretty recently, actually. And Andy said, a time in my life, she's 23. <laughs> way back. Way back. Uh, no, but Serena, I have to admit, does seem very, yeah, when very she was mature in, for When she was in the fifth grade, yeah. there was this moment. Well, actually, she said pretty, pretty recently. So when she was 22, she was cynical about love. Oh, when she was... <laughs> The, the chapter so each year is a chapter now she tells him that she's head over heels in love with him and that she falls more in love with him every day i believe her. they're very cute as an aside i gotta say before i get to their engagement mm-hmm. i don't love the setup of this how the woman has to go profess her love and then wait and like basically bite her nails hoping that he proposes mm-hmm. i don't know i just I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to just have a moment with that. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's sort of the icky. way I don't like that there were five rose ceremonies and that three of them, the men had the roses. If you're going to do that, make it even. I'm sorry. But I know it's tradition. The man proposes, gets down on one knee. I get that. But I still feel like, I don't know. I don't like how it feels so out of the woman's hands. Bachelor in Paradise is very strict to tradition. <laughs> just like the Boom Boom Room has been a tradition for the last two or three hundred years. <laughs> Exactly. Joe now reveals that Kendall just showed up. I mm-hmm. love that he's told her this. He couldn't. Yeah. He didn't have to, but he did. And you know what's interesting? She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give a shit. I love her first reply. This honestly might have been the moment where I really, truly believed in them, even though yeah. I've loved them all along. Her first reply is, are you okay? Exactly. Not like, oh, Kendall. Yeah. Are you okay? Because yeah. I know this is BS. Yeah, yeah. She's like, what about that? Or how are you That's love. Thank you for pointing that out. He says, if anything, it just makes him more confident. And he said, at this point, I don't see myself not wanting to wake up with you. (laughs) And Andy said, not quite the time to drop a double negative, but okay. No, No, but it's all right. Yeah, we knew what he meant. He proposes and she says yes. And they kiss. And he says, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I'm convinced of that. (laughs) (laughs) His way with words cracks me up because you know what he means and you know he's sincere. But his wording is always just a little bit off. It's It's like, I'm convinced that I want to spend my life with you. Will you not not marry me? I don't see myself not wanting to wake up with you. Yeah. I mean, part of I think it's one of the more endearing things about him. Absolutely. He's so sincere, but his words are slightly wrong. Yes, Just enough always. to make it kind of cute. Charming, yeah. yeah. And afterwards to the camera, Serena says, if you asked me day one, if I was going to leave here engaged to Grocery Joe, I would have been like, I don't think that's going to happen. And yet here we are. And the reason I point out this line is because in episode one of the season, we laughed about how Joe didn't have to do anything and how all he had to do was sit there with his lips pursed yes. and someone would have come around. Because even though he said he's not a Clooney, he is. Mm-hmm. And that to me, this solidified that. She said, if you told me I was going to leave here with Grocery Joe, she fully knew who he was. Yeah. I just had to point that out. You know, we can pretend that they just met there, but she 100% went there knowing exactly who he was. Of she course. might not have met him yet, but... Yeah, she just didn't think she'd win the lottery. The, the Grocery Joe lottery. <laughs> she says, my family's going to kill me. Some good fourth wall breakage there. I love it when they reference little things like, oh, the families have no idea what's going on. Exactly. And Andy, you said, I've got to say, I believe in these couples, all three of them. I really do. I do too. I really do believe in these three couples. Yeah. All the other ridiculousness of the show aside, I really think they're going to last. Yeah. Do you want to rate them? I'm going to rank them. Rank, so we'll rank them. <laughs> such a, that's such a morbid thing to do. How know, sick is that? Gonna We're going to rank it. them in terms of how do. likely to last. This is what we do. I already put an over-under on Kenny and Mari before they even were like official. This is true. This is true. Okay, so which couple do you think is most likely to last? <laughs> We're so sick. Couple most likely to last, without a doubt, Riley and Marissa. I agree with that. That's life. They, they are going to be buried next to each other. <laughs> I really see them lasting long, long, long term. Yes. There, it's something about them. There's like a... It's happening. There's a... There's no grass is greener mentality, I feel like, going on there. No, they both really, really appreciate the other person for the right reasons. Yes. And they are in the right place and the right time. Yeah. And they want it. And their words and their actions have yeah. all been moving to this point. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so I think second most likely to last, but still very likely to last, yeah. is Serena and Joe. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love their, they have this real mutual understanding. I love how there's so much humor in their relationship. Mm-hmm. For example, when they first sat down in the day bed to have their tough conversation about whether or not they would do their overnight date, mm-hmm. he tried to be like, ah, this is going to be a tough conversation. She's like, oh, don't do that to me. Like <laughs> there, there's no, the joke didn't even land. You no. know what I mean? It was such a given that they were there's, leaving together. The thing with Joe and Serena, it's so light. It's so light. It's like a, a, a helium balloon. Yep. There's no weight there. There's yep. so much humor. They speak the same language. Yeah. You know that's solid. Yeah. The only difference is grocery store Joe is like a big bastard nation guy. Mm-hmm. So there's always but that. But it's not like she's she wasn't a reasonably. I mean, she did make it really far. In yeah, yeah. No, they're season. both. What I'm saying is you get two big bastard nation yeah. people. You never know what's going to happen. You <laughs> yeah, never know. There's true. a little bit of a, you know, some some monkey wrench in there. Yeah. But I think they're good. I yeah. really do. Me too. And number three, but not that far behind. Yeah. Kenny and Murray. And that's not to say we don't think the last. It's just that if we had to rank them, which we don't have to do, we're just doing it because we're sick. I I will say this. I I am not a a bookmaker. I'm not not really a bunch of a gambler, but I will say the over-under on them is still one year. Yep. And the fact that there is an over-under means that there is some doubt in my mind. My question for that relationship is, is it based too much on physicality? Me too. I agree. Because I don't see, and I, you know, it's funny because the whole relationship, I was like, this very seems very serious. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see a lot of humor. I don't yeah. see a lot of lightness. I think that's the only reason why I have them in third place is because of that exact reason. Yes. It's we, not You and I always enough. do that. We always look for playfulness and humor in relationships. But if that, we don't see it in a couple, we're like... Mm. It's a problem, usually. Yeah, but, and I, maybe that's not fair because obviously we care so much about that, so we tend to gauge the health of other I know. relationships. Yeah, there are there are serious relationships <laughs> where it's like very work. serious, yes. and they work. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that I felt like... I feel like Kenny is a playful person. I don't know, Mar- Mari. I don't know. I didn't... She's very like... Poker face. She's hard to read, but it's also an environment where she might not actually show that I, I side think of she's, herself. She's holding back a little yeah. bit. But I think they pulled it out in the bottom of the ninth because it suddenly got very playful yeah. towards the end. And once he proposed to her, it was just like all jokes and funny. Yes. Which is a great sign. Yeah. I think they kind of like broke the seal and now they're good. So I do strongly believe in them. Mm-hmm. I believe in them from the first moment. Yes. Even before Demi. Yeah. No, it's true. And I think they're going to last, but they are just by a nose behind Joe and Serena. And Joe and Serena are just by a nose behind Riley and Morrison. Yeah. Look, I am a cynic, yeah. but I believe in these three. So what's interesting about this is now we're touching on how Paradise has a far higher oh my God. success rate than Bachelor and Bachelorette. It's a party. It's an actual environment where you can form real connections. Which, by the way, the fact that it's a party is also what makes it horrific to recap oh yes we have to talk about that for a second because now that we're done this season holy shit there's just so much back and forth and then on that date and then back on the beach and then the next day and then this and then the rose ceremony and then that conversation then over on that day bed and then over on that day bed and they're watching that and well it's just so hard it's a party it's a recapping a party party. as opposed to a a linear game show yeah a a game show where this week there will be two group dates and one one one-on-one date Exactly. Yeah. And I thought, silly me, I thought this Bachelor in Paradise was going to be a breeze. <laughs> Bless your heart. Overall, we believe in the couples. We do. We can see how there's a higher success rate. Mm-hmm. Ton more time spent together. Between An them. actual normal human time. Yes. Normal human time. Okay. And now we have updates to the tune of Starships. Nothing's going to stop us now. They really have a great respect for the 80s. They I really do. That. I thought this was a great touch because I got to tell you, had there been another hour long live segment where they interviewed the couples and got updates. We would have been on suicide watch. (sighs) Too much. It's too much. Too much bip. Too much bip. I thought this was in great taste. They just gave us the updates with a great song playing, some fun footage. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So Noah and Abigail are dating. (laughs) <laughs> Thomas and Becca are also dating. Yay. Natasha has 460,000 Instagram followers. Probably that was more funny. now. And yeah, I just overall thought this was a light, fast way to wrap it and leave us wanting more instead of making us like. Ugh. I totally agree. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> you panicked, actually, because you, you were worried there was going to be more. And yeah, after I, the was, final I was really dreading a live segment. I was like, I don't have it in me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so that's the end, Andy. We have our word watch for the word finger. A total of one. 
finger. One finger, but 122 correct guesses. 122 correct guesses. And congratulations to Sarah Burke. V-E-R-K. Congratulations. You win a hello to Sheba Day. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. We do also have a special shout out to Chelsea Garrett. Yeah. Who not only guessed correctly, but also guessed that Mari would be the one to say it. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Very. Yeah. So we just wanted to give you a shout out, Chelsea. You don't get a bidet. You don't get a bidet. But you get a shout out because that's impressive. Absolutely. And that shows that we do read these. (laughs) We really do. And so Sarah Burke please email us at dearshandy at gmail.com by Friday at midnight this Friday to claim your prize. And then, Andy, I think that's a wrap. We're not going to do who would we go for because what's the point? Yeah, really? I, I've actually um, decided to uh, leave paradise alone. <laughs> Are you breaking up with me? No, it's not you. It was Mari. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to let her and Kenny have their thing. It's funny. Who, who would I have gone for? Oh, Riley. Yeah, Riley was yeah. taken. Yeah. Yeah. I think- yeah, we just left alone. We left alone. Happily, it's, though. Happily. We're happy for everybody. We got our, we got our air everybody time. Everybody happy, we, yeah. <laughs> what more do we want? Yeah, we were there the whole time until the very end. <laughs> like James. <laughs> yes. Andy, I think then that's a wrap for mm-hmm. this recap and this entire season. You guys, thank you so much for yeah. tuning in uh, with us every week and following along with us. And it really felt like we were discussing paradise with thousands of friends like it was a giant viewing party you guys are great yeah thanks for listening thanks for watching and this was this is fun the shandies are the best they really are yes on that note you know what we're going to ask of you dear shandies if you have not already please like subscribe hit the notification bell follow us on instagram Mm -hmm. that one's big lots of announcements happen over there Leave us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. I've been saying iTunes. Apparently, I'm supposed to say Apple, I've been told. And tell your, did I say tell your friends? Yeah. Tell your friends But if you didn't, you tell them now. Yeah. Tell all your friends many times. And generally do the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And we've really enjoyed doing this with you. And we will see you in two weeks. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. We're recapping. So see you in two weeks. We're going to enjoy our week off. We sure are. (laughs) We sure are. And until then, Shandies, see you next time. Bye. Mm